morning and welcome to Trace, where our mission is to, to leave a trace of God's love everywhere we go. My name is Corey Bullock. I'm one of the pastors here, and uh, I just want to wish you a happy new year. Happy New Year to you guys. So uh, for those of you all that weren't with us here last week, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas as well. I cannot believe that 2016 is, is completely over, all right? It is, it, is, it is now gone. 2017 is here. Matter of fact, last night I was tucking my daughter into bed, and she started like to tear up a little bit. I'm like, sweetheart, what's wrong? She says, I missed 2016 already. <laughs> it wasn't that good, baby. You know, it wasn't that good. So, uh, but, uh, you know, you start thinking back on it, and I, I bet if your year was anything like mine, uh, you had probably some ups and downs, some good times and, and some bad times. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, my, my wife, Amherst, she was asking uh, some of us that were around a table playing a game last night, you know, what was your, what was your favorite moment? What was, what was your, your worst moment of the year? And because I was playing a game, I was completely ignoring her because um, <laughs> I'm a little competitive. But I started thinking about that a little bit more. And it's like, man, there was a lot that went on in 2016 for us. Uh, we, we had some downtimes. Um, we, we lost our, our dog of, of most of our marriage uh, right as we moved up here, and so that was, that was kind of a hard time. Um, we, we had to leave uh, some of the, the friends that we have, we've loved on and made in Arizona for the last uh, 11 and a half years, people that we administered to, watched their kids grow up, and people that administered uh, to us. Um, but at the same time, we also had some really, really good things. You know, uh, we, we got to learn more about how to hear from God. And one of the things he spoke to us is that he wanted us to step out of our comfort zone and to move up to a beautiful state of Colorado and uh, enjoy some people like you guys. And, and now I get to, you know, start something from the ground up with my best friend. And, and so we've, we've had some good times and some bad times this year. Now, for some of you guys, you all have experienced that good time, bad time all within the matter of a week. It's called Christmas. Right, and uh, so if you're anything like uh, like me, you've probably experienced some of the highs and lows of Christmas. Matter of fact, there's there's actually some some psychology that goes into uh, holiday times, in particular um, this Christmas time. They, they call it the post Christmas blues. All right, and, and they're not talking about the type of music you should listen to after Christmas. This is talking about like uh, like depression and the, the lulls that you get from from experiencing something like Christmas and then the, the aftermath of that, right? So what do you do with something after you have an experience like Christmas? Uh, if, you, if you actually talk to psychologists, read some articles on this, they've actually given some names to this. One of the, one of the names they give to this is <clears throat> a, a post-holiday depression. And believe it or not, I was reading an article the other day about this, and they said uh, that the majority of us, almost 90% of us, will experience this post holiday depression to some degree or another. Some of you guys might be feeling it right now, you know, after spending, uh, spending late nights. How many of you, by the way, stayed up past uh, midnight last night? Raise your hands. I'll give these guys some stars right here. They, de- they deserve some, some stars in here. Very good. We actually, we stayed up last night. <clears throat> we get parents of the year because we kept our kids up that late as well. Um, but uh, it was fun. It was great. But you wake up the next morning and you're like, man, I probably shouldn't have stayed up that late last night. And that's kind of how it feels um, after Christmas time. And the reason why so many of us experience this is because there's like two sides of the pendulum. One, one side is this. And imagine with me, okay, if you will, that you had the Christmas of your dreams. 
Everything you could hope for, everything you could imagine. You got all your Christmas shopping done early. Um, The the gifts that you gave were well received. You got everything that you had on your Christmas list that you could imagine. Um, You know, all the food tasted good. Uh, There was no major blow-ups in your family. You know, everybody survived. Nothing was thrown or uh, yelled at or kicked or anything like that. And and so you had this incredible Christmas experience, right? Right. but what happens after you have such an, a, an incredible experience? Where, where else do you have to go but down, right? We, we call these things mountaintop experiences. It happens uh, on vacations, on, on special days, uh, but specifically during this Christmas time. You have this, this great expectation that is met and fulfilled, and, and then you're at this, this mountaintop experience, and there's no place to go except for down. And so you have this lull. Matter of fact, if you look throughout Scripture, there, there's all sorts of these mountaintop to valley experiences that we see. Uh, e- even the Christmas story, is, as we talked about last week, you have the birth of Christ, this immaculate conception, this, this m- miraculous birth in the manger in Bethlehem, and <clears throat> the, the stars shine, and the shepherds are coming, the angels are rejoicing, the magi come and offer these incredible gifts, and then you turn the page to Matthew chapter 2, and guess what you find? you find an angry king who's out to kill Jesus, all right? So you have this incredible mountaintop experience, God in flesh coming into our world, and all of a sudden now he's on the run to Egypt because you got this crazy man who's trying to kill him, okay? And then, and then you have the aftermath of that that's left in Bethlehem, the birthplace of our Savior that was blessed to be that, but now they're in t- torment and, and despair because all the kids that were two years old and, and younger are, are, are now killed because of this. All right, a mountaintop to a valley experience. Maybe, maybe your drop wasn't quite as bad this Christmas, but we see that happening over and over in Scripture in various ways. <clears throat> but, but let's look on the other, the other side of that equation. Okay? Maybe, maybe you're on the other side of this where uh, Christmas wasn't everything that you imagined it to be. The whole season, a matter of fact, was kind of a big flop for you. It, it fell flat on its face because you had these expectations, but reality was way short of that. Now, I learned a long time ago that, that the gap between expectation and reality is disappointment. That's, that's what that is. And, and the greater the gap between those two things, the, the bigger the disappointment that we experience. And for a lot of us, uh, maybe Christmas every year is a big disappointment because of, it reminds us of that lost loved one that we no longer get to have that celebration with. Uh, or, or maybe you always have these super high expectations of what this family experience is going to be, uh, but it never ends up quite that way be- because you, you always end up throwing something or, or calling somebody names or somebody leaves the house for a little while or, or whatever happens, right? Or maybe, maybe you didn't get the gift that you were hoping for, that one thing that you were asking for. Or, or maybe the gifts that you gave were not well received and you put all that time and energy and thought and money into it and, uh, and, and people were ungrateful for them. Uh, regardless of what that is, it's called disappointment, okay? Uh, speaking of disappointment, um, there's a game on today, and we have to watch the Broncos play a meaningless, disappointing game today, all right? There's disappointment in this, because you have this expectation that's not met, and therefore, in, in the middle, you have disappointment, and that leads oftentimes to despair. It leads to the, the lull after. And so the question is, is, What are we to do with this lull that we have after having these incredible experiences or this expectation that is not met? Now, I I think about this uh, because I think about a lot of things that don't really matter, okay? But um, 
I wonder if the people who kind of put together this, this holiday around Christmas, this 25th of December, for those of you all that don't know, that's, that's not really Jesus' birthday. That's just the date that we set aside to say, hey, this is the day we're celebrating it. But I wonder if the people who put that together, who, who conjured this celebration around uh, December 25th, um, actually had uh, New Year's in mind. Because if, if you study this, again, these articles that I was reading, these 90% of people who fall into uh, to these lulls, what, what they say is this. The best way to pull yourself out of that kind of uh, depression, despair, lull is to look forward, to, to imagine something in the future, to, to be able to hold on to something, to set a goal, to, to have a resolution. Okay, And you look at December 25th and the lull of the week after, but then you, you have a new year to look forward to. And some of you guys are going, thank goodness 2016 is over because it was tough. It was difficult. I'm looking forward to a new year. For some of you guys, you're like, you know what? This was a good year. I want to build on top of that. I want to look forward to something else. And so we have new years to follow after, to look forward to something else. And, and so that's where we're, going to, where we're going to start off with today because the thing that pulls us out of those bad places is being able to look forward to something else. Now, some of you guys actually might be here today because of a New Year's resolution. You said, you know what, I, it's, it's time for me to get back into church. Or maybe it's time for me to start something new. Or, or maybe it's, it's a little bit less spiritual. Maybe it's just, I, I need to better myself. And, and I've heard that church is a good place to go to be able to, to find ways in which to, to get better. Okay, Well, you're welcomed here. We're glad that you're here. But one of the things that we want to talk to you guys about, and we want to encourage you in this new year to do, is uh, to find out more about God about what he says, about what is valuable to him. Because if you're following those things, those are things that you're going to be able to hold on to to pull yourself out of whatever lull that you might actually find yourself in, either right now or maybe in the, in the coming days. Because when you find hope and you latch on to hope that, that doesn't fail you, it helps pull you out of whatever you've got going on. So what we're going to do today is something a little bit different than we typically do. This, this is our learning time. This is our, our teaching time. But um, instead of hearing me talk more, what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you guys actually hear directly from God, from, from the Word of God. And so um, what we're going to do is if you don't have a Bible, I'm going to encourage you to, to grab one. We have one outside over here. I'll give you a minute to do that here in just a second, okay? We've got some Bibles outside. If you've got a phone, you can, you can actually uh, pull out your phone. I, I won't judge you, okay? Um, if the person next to you is looking at Facebook, okay, then you judge them, okay? Okay. Um, <laughs> But uh, you can go to, to Uversion and, uh, and pull up uh, the Bible app there. It's a great uh, thing. You can check out different versions there. If you've got a, a paper Bible like myself, we have some, some people here in the back that have got some Bibles. If you need one, just raise your hand. Uh, what I want you to do is turn with me to Hebrews chapter 13. And, and what we're going to do uh, is we're actually going to take 10 to 15 minutes, and we're actually gonna, I'm going to let you guys read this on your own by yourself, and, and we're going to do this thing called D1, okay? Now, as we enter into a new year, it gives you opportunity to practice new things. And this may be uncomfortable. It might be weird for you. It might be really refreshing for you, okay? Uh, but I'm going to encourage you to do this D1 thing. Now, what we, what we call D1 is, is Disciple 1. And what we know is this. If, if nothing else, the first person that you need to disciple is yourself, 
okay? You need to look at yourself and say, am I becoming more like Jesus? And if you're not, then what do I need to do to become more like Jesus? Well, one of the things I need to do is find out what he said, what's important to him, and what he asks of me. And so the only way to do that, or one of the best ways to do that, is to be able to be in the Word of God. And so what we've done is we've, we've devised this thing called a D1. It's a simple format, not only to be able to, to help yourself be disciples, but so that you can actually disciple other people. And so I'm going to walk you through that, and I'm going to give you an opportunity to read this. But this is what D1 is, okay? You can see up here on the screen, okay? It's one chapter. Now, if you start to get into this idea, I want to read the Bible through in a year, or I want to read 10 chapters a day, you're probably going to get overwhelmed. You'll get through about three weeks, and then at the end of January, you'll find yourself back into the lull of depression because you didn't finish what you started, okay? That's what happens with a lot of our New Year's resolutions. We want to start you off with just one chapter, okay? And the chapter we're going to read today is Hebrews 13. Now, out of that chapter, uh, as you start to read this, um, don't get caught up in the things that you don't understand. And here's, here's, here's the reason why I say that. Guys, I, I've been to Bible college. I, I've studied the Bible a lot. This is, this is part of my occupation. But there are things all the time that I read that I'm like, I don't, I don't get that. I don't understand that. Okay? Now, there are times to dig into that and to find out more about that. But for, for our purposes today, D1 is not about that. It's, it's about going, Lord, what is it that you want me to catch today? Not, not what are the things that I'm missing. And so out of that chapter, what is the one thing that stands out to you? What is the one verse that just pops off the page and you're like, man, that one sticks with me. And so as you read through this, highlight that one verse that stands out to you, okay? Now, if, if you're using version, uh, there's a great app. You can actually go in and you can highlight from there and you can also make notes from that, which is the next thing you want to do. After you highlight that verse, um, stop and think to yourself for a moment, what is what is the thought that I'm getting from this? What's the question? What's the insight? What's, how is this thing applied to my life? And write that thing down. So if you've got a pen and paper, that'd be a great way to do that. If you've got your phone, you can just type into some kind of note application. I happen to use Evernote on my phone, and I use that just to kind of keep track of my things so I can go back and I can revisit the things that God is sharing with me. Because if you're anything like I am, um, then uh, you can have this incredible thought that God gives you that you forget in a day or two, right? But when you write it down, you're able to go back and revisit that and remember the things that God is sharing with you. So write that down. It's one thought. So one chapter, one verse, one thought. The next thing, take one moment. And for today's purpose, that one moment is literally one minute, 60 seconds. And just ask God, God, what is it that you want me to know about this? How do you want me to apply this to my life? What's, what's this next step that I need to take in regards to the knowledge that you're giving me? Because knowledge puffs up, all right? We don't want to just gain knowledge. We want to be able to do something with that. And so spend a moment in prayer with God, literally one minute. And the last but not least, okay, is one person. Now, what I'm going to ask all of you guys to do is, uh, after you get your thought, I'm going to have you come up here on stage. I'm going to give you a microphone, and I want you to share it. No, I'm just joking. All the introverts in here were like, I'm out of here right now, Okay. No, we're not going to do that, okay? Um, but but this is one of the most important things that you can do. And you might not think it is because you might think that the thought that you have, that verse that you, you highlighted is completely insignificant or maybe only significant to you. But here's what I find about you sharing your thoughts with others, okay? Is that as we read through this passage, each one of you is going to catch something different. You might even have the same verse that somebody else had, but it might speak something different to you. And by you sharing that thought with somebody else... It's called the collective utterances of the Spirit of God. That's what that is. God shared something with you for the purpose of you being able to teach somebody else. Guys, that is discipleship. When you teach others the things that you yourself are learning from God, 
that's discipleship. We make it way too complicated. And that's one of the reasons why we have this, this format, this D1 Bible study format, is so that we can teach other people to teach other people, okay? And so that's what we're going to do. Uh, what I'm going to ask uh, these guys to do is they're going to play some music. If you don't have a Bible, go get one. I actually have some more of those uh, D1 stickers in the back. You can grab those. You can put them on the inside of your Bible um, if you need that again. But he- here it is, one chapter, one verse, one thought, one moment, one prayer. Uh, if you don't have anything with you, we do have it on the screen. Go ahead and read that way. Go ahead and cue the music. We'll take about 10 minutes. Read, get your thought, and then we'll come back and talk. All right, if for some reason you're not uh, completed with your reading, feel free to keep reading, all right? Um, but uh, how about this for a novel idea? Reading the Bible in church. All right, this is, a, this is an amazing thing, right? It wasn't too painful, right? Uh, it might have been refreshing. It might have been awkward for you, but um, this, this is something that uh, we find great benefit in. Now, what you need to know is, is this. Uh, we would encourage you, if you're a follower of Jesus, uh, even if you're not, even if you're just an explorer, um, that you would be in the Bible once every day, one chapter a day, and, and that you would do this exercise because you're going to find out some more stuff. But, but understand this, guys. Go back to the very first message that Aaron preached in this series. This is not about performance, okay? You're not getting gold stars for every day that you do this, okay? Uh, We're not patting you on the back, and and you don't get an extra place in heaven. We do this not to perform so that we we gain something from God, all right? What we're doing is we're saying, God, I I really want to know you more, and I want to be the very best that I possibly can be, and therefore, I'm going to show up, and I'm going to expect you to show up. And, And this is one of the best ways to be able to hear from God on a regular basis. And so the fact of the matter is, is um, uh, we're going to go through some of these, these topics and you're, you're probably going to hear some things um, that, that resonated with you as, as, as you're hearing this. And out of 25 verses and, and out of the people that we had in this room, there's, there's probably many verses that stood out to many of you. Matter of fact, uh, how many of you guys, uh, real quick, uh, by show of hands, uh, did verse 1 stand out to you? Okay. All right, I've got a few of you. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to make you stand up, okay? You can, you can raise your hand, though, all right? Um, so it says, keep on loving each other as brothers. Maybe this stood out to you because uh, of, of some recent family experiences that you've had where you're like, man, we did not love each other like we should have loved each other this Christmas. And so you've got some repair to go back and do because Christ commands it. This is important for us. We need to love each other as brothers. Uh, maybe verse 2. Anybody, verse 2 stand out to you, okay? Yeah, some of us get caught up into this whole entertaining angels when we read this verse. But uh, if you've been around Trace, you'll, you'll know that one of our main focuses is actually our neighboring efforts. Um, and I don't know the translation that, that you read, but one of the translations says, uh, be hospitable to, to strangers. Uh, not because they are angels, but because that's what God has commanded us to do, is to be good neighbors regardless of who the people are. And by being hospitable, by being good neighbors, um, what happens is, is you're going to love on people, and that love to them is like loving God. That, that's actually the correlation that, that God makes. He says, if you want to love me, then love my people. Love people. And so that, that might be what stood out to you guys today. Uh, maybe something that stood out to you is be content with what you have. Okay, after, uh, after a season of Christmas with gift giving and all that kind of stuff, maybe, maybe that's what you needed to hear today, all right? Because you're in major debt and you're in depression over the debt that you just got in over Christmas that you promised yourself that you weren't going to get into, okay? So be content with what you have. Uh, how many of you guys, uh, verse 8, stand out to you? Jesus Christ 
is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What a great verse to actually put to memory, all right? To remind yourself in those times that are shaky, that are uneasy, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. He's, he's right there, right? Uh, what, what about verse 16? Verse 16 stand out to anybody? Okay, we got that. Check this out. Do not forget to do good and share with others. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Our sacrifice of praise to God is by sharing with others and doing good for them. Matter of fact, um, this Christmas season, if you all were here with us last week, we gave away um, some, some bears to you guys and some cards. We asked that you all would go out and, and on Christmas Day that you would worship God in that way. You'd go serve the community. You would go show up to people who, who might not have anybody to show up and drop them off at the hospital or drop them off at the nursing home. And so um, myself and, and uh, my two kids, we, we actually went to one of the nursing homes uh, that was mentioned on there. And we went a little bit later in the day because we wanted to, to wait and see uh, what the response was. And when I talked to, uh, to the gal up front, she said there was an overwhelming response from you guys that showed up on Christmas Day to make the day of somebody in that, in that facility that didn't have anybody come. And, and I don't know about you. You might have visited the same person I visited, but her name was Edna, and she was 94 years old. And while I was sitting in there, there was already one bag in there, so somebody already visited her. Um, uh, but she, she kept asking my daughter, um, she's like, so what, what grade are you in? My daughter would tell her, and, and about two minutes later, she'd be, so, honey, what, what grade are you in? So the fact of the matter is, is we could have had five or ten people actually show up to her, and we blessed her like ten times over, and she, it was new to her every time. It was awesome, okay? Um, but that's, that's the beauty of this. It, it was so cool, um, and I, I don't know if you're in here. I won't mention you, but while I was in there, um, a, a gal and her boyfriend show up, and it, they actually came to Trace for the very first time on Christmas Eve, and they showed up to be a blessing to somebody else, to leave a trace in their life. And they had only been here one time. And he hadn't even been. She drug him along. And so it, that, is, that is what we do when we offer praise to God. So maybe, maybe that, was, that was the thing that stood out to you. Uh, the thing that Aaron told me that stood out to him that he wanted to make sure that I mentioned to you is verse 17. Obey your leaders and submit to their authority. So, yeah. Is that correct, Aaron? Yeah, do you want to say that? I love that, though. Obey them so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, you know? I think that is a good reminder for us. Maybe that did stand out for you. What, what about uh, piecing verse 20 and 21 together? You can do that. You can piece things together. All right, we got a couple hands here. This is beauty. May the God of peace. How many of you guys in here right now are in need of peace? After the holiday, after the hecticness and into the new year, you're back to the drum of life. You're back to the craziness of work. And Man, I could use a piece. May the God of peace, catch this, equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him. What a beautiful reminder that God equips us for the things that he calls us to do. And so in 2017, what, what is God calling you to do that you actually might be fearful of actually engaging in? What, what do you need to be reminded that his competency is actually what equips you to do the things that he's called you to do? And he gives you that peace that he does that. Man, the, these are some great verses that probably stood out to you. But for the sake of the time that we have together today, if you didn't get to raise your hand and you haven't got to share that verse with somebody, I'm going to encourage you to do that with somebody. It could be your spouse. It could be your kids. Uh, it could be a coworker. It could be a neighbor. It could be somebody that you go, man, as soon as I read that verse, I thought of them. Matter of fact, ignore me right now and text that person 
that you thought of them, okay? Because, because that thought that God gave you on behalf of them is the thing that they need to hear right now. And it might be the thing that they're waiting to hear from God. But the thing I want to share with you is this. This, is, this was my one verse, my one thought for today. And, and here it is. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Again, maybe you had a different translation. As some translations say, never will I abandon you. What you need to know about this is that this isn't actually the words of of Jesus. These are words that are actually spoken by the Father uh, to to the group of people uh, during the the time of of the transition between Moses and Joshua. They had had this mountaintop experience, and now there was a bunch of transition going on in their lives. They had a new leader coming in that they they really didn't know, is everything going to be okay? And God spoke to them this reassuring notion. He said, guys... I got this. And just in case you all need to know it, I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. I won't abandon you. These are the words of God that were actually fulfilled in the person of Jesus. See, this whole series that we've been, we've been wrestling with, the last five weeks of, of talking about presence, is all about a God who actually cares to be in our midst that he desires for us to actually be with him, not only now, but forevermore. And he did so by bringing his presence directly to us in the form of man, Jesus Christ. And Jesus lived and dwelled among us, and he taught us. And then he said, I must go, but I must go so something else can come, because I will be with you always. He's reiterating these sentiments, even to the end of the age. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. And so the, the word that I want to speak over you guys today is this. I don't know what you're going through right now. I don't know what Christmas brought for you. I don't know what 2016 did to you. And, and I don't know the future. I don't know 2017, what it's going to treat you like. But this is what I can speak to you with confidence. The presence of God is with you. He's with you. And he won't leave you. He's right beside you. Whatever it is that you have to face, whatever fears that you have to overcome, whatever difficulties, whatever illnesses, whatever relational discord, God is with you this Christmas, this year, this new year, 2017. So take heart in that. Because I'm going to pray, and Aaron's going to come up and lead us in a time of response. Uh, I just want to encourage you, if this was something that was refreshing for you today, get a journal. Get an app that you can, you can do and make this your resolution this year to be in the Word of God as often as you possibly can. Again, not to perform, but so that you can hold on to the hope that Jesus offers us and, and, and not to get caught up in the, in the fears and the lulls that this world will, will lead us into. Let's pray. Lord, thank you uh, for this day and thank you for speaking to us through your Word, uh, opening up things to us. Uh, Lord, let us know that the things that you speak to us, whether big or small, they're not insignificant. Father, those are personal things that you have given to us. But as we we talked about a couple weeks ago, those things that you give to us that are personal are not necessarily meant to be private either. Father, those things that you give to us, we actually might be able to share with others and bring light to a place of darkness in their world. Father, give give us the discipline Give us the encouragement. Give us a hunger and a thirst to know you, which drives us to your word, Father, not out of performance, but out of 
out of a hope to know you better and to live this life for all it's worth. Lord, I pray that that 2017 would be a year of us making traces of your love everywhere we go in so many ways, big and small, but in doing so that we would be pleasing to you. Let us hope in the words that you've given us that you will not leave us and forsake us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.